Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports, now with Kent Sterling. It's Wednesday, August 4th, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Here's how the phone call is going to go. You're going to hit 317-849-2933. You're going to say, hello, I'd like to see the best dentist in the world, please. And the person on the other end of the line, either Jennifer or Asia, is going to say, when would you like to come in? You're going to book the appointment. You're going to be so happy that you did make the call. Again, 317 347- 849-2933. Your teeth? They'll thank you. Punch subscribe, hit like, ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. First, Indianapolis Colts news today. Then we're going to talk about Peyton Manning and his induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We're going to wrap with some Indiana Pacers news that we got a little bit earlier today as they hosted a Zoom call the Pacers did in anticipation of the summer league beginning. All that kind of stuff. All right. We found out today from Frank Reich that Quentin Nelson's surgery went well, exactly the same deal as Carson Wentz. They took out the bone. There was no underlying damage. All good. Quentin Nelson has already got a plan for how he's going to come back very, very quickly from the rehab of that surgery. We heard from Frank Reich that Jacob Eason was better today, that he bounced back from the adversity yesterday. Frank Reich said it wasn't a really good day for Jacob Eason yesterday. I told you people that, and you called me a hater. You said, hey, why do you hate Jacob Eason? I don't hate Jacob Eason, but when a guy plays quarterback poorly, what do we say? That he played it well? You want me to lie about it? I'm not going to lie about it. I'm going to be truthful always. I've got no agenda. I don't get paid by these teams. I'm going to tell you what I see. If you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. This is about the truth. This is not about pandering to those who might watch. I'm going to tell you what I see. Sam Ellinger, to me, has looked really good through seven days of camp. Frank Reich said that today, that his development is terrific. Moving forward, Jacob Eason's got a lead arm talent. Sam Ellinger doesn't have that, but he moves his feet really well. So, you've got Eason, you've got Ellinger. He also talked about Nick Foles and what a good teammate he is and what kind of a player Frank Reich believes Nick Foles to be. He had nothing but praise for Nick Foles as a quarterback with the Chicago Bears. Carson Wentz has got to get back for the opener. That's the hope. That's the plan. If it comes down to Jacob Eason, God help us. 39 days to the season opener on September 12th. As it stands right now, does he make you a competitive football team? I don't think that he does. And listen, here's the thing about Jacob Eason or any other quarterback who comes through town. What they've got to measure up to is Peyton Manning. We learned a lot about quarterback play from watching Peyton Manning. My season tickets that I got through Emmis, I got to tell you the truth, good season tickets, section 153, you know where those are? That We were in the last row of the lower deck behind the end zone in section 153. So our angle watching Peyton Manning lead the Colts again and again and again to scoring Uh, drives, whether it was field goal or touchdowns, especially with 90 seconds left. 
in a half, either 90 seconds left in the game or 90 seconds left in the half. Peyton Manning put on a clinic game after game after game after game, and that angle from Section 153 in the top row was like playing Madden. You could see all the receivers. You could see how they blocked. You could see Peyton, ran, Peyton Manning's pre-snap reads, right? You saw what the defense was, all 11 guys. You saw the offense, and you could say it was a lot like this. Uh, when I used to watch Greg Maddox pitch for the Chicago Cubs, you'd try to guess along with Maddox. Okay, he's going to throw a runner here. He's going to throw a cutter there. He's going to throw that yacker here. He's going to go low and away, up and in, and you tried to play along with what Greg Maddox was doing. You would do the same thing with Manning, and more often than not, you could get on the same page if you understood what he was looking at and you watched him long enough to see maybe what he sees, although Peyton Manning was seeing it from field level, right, being 6'5". Us, we were way up, so our vantage point was superior, and, and in the moment, with 10 seconds to make that kind of call, whatever audible he was going to call, whatever you know change he was going to make at the line of scrimmage, like, we're not under that kind of gun. So you could look and you could say, okay, Dallas Clark in the seam. And there it was. You could see it. And you learned from Peyton Manning the quarterback position as you watched him play it, if you watched him play it closely enough. So we learned from Peyton Manning. Here's who Peyton Manning is as a guy who's going to be in, enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame this weekend. All right. All-time leader in MVP shares according to ProFootballReference.com. Four Super Bowls, two championship rings, 71,940 yards. That's number three all-time. 539 touchdowns. That's number three all-time. 27 times he was the Offensive Player of the Week, or he had 27 uh, Player of the Week awards. That's a season and a half plus. Uh, 303 sacks against. That's 51st all-time. All right, seems like a lot of sacks, 303 sacks. But his sack percentage, 3.13%. That's number one all-time. Peyton Manning, protected by a good offensive line, got rid of the ball with great discipline, with quickness. He read, he reacted, and he delivered. Always. Uh, Game-winning drives, 54, number one all-time. And we all think of, I know we think of the the Patriots game, what was that, in 08, right? And we think about the Bucks game back in the day where they came back from the dead down, 17 with like four minutes left, and he comes back. The game was never over for Peyton Manning. And I think that, that that's what he brought. He brought that sense to that franchise that no deal was done. I didn't, he didn't care where you were in the game. How about that game against the Texans where Gary Brackett took it back to the house? They were dead, not with Peyton Manning on the team, not with him setting the culture in the halls on 56th Street, not with him establishing the culture of winning and of diligence on the field. The, the one thing that I think that if he could go back and undo, he would not come off the field in that game against the Jets in week 16 uh, of the 2009 season when they were undefeated 14 and 0 they had the game pretty much in hand against the Jets and Bill Polian decided you know what the hay's in the barn for this season let's go win the Super Bowl and not worry about undefeated nonsense 
it wasn't nonsense. And Peyton Manning, you could see he was seething on the sidelines as Curtis Painter came into that game. And people at, at Lucas Oil Stadium were like, what? What is happening here? Boo! That is all about Peyton Manning to me, those boos. Because Peyton Manning, if he goes on the field and they win that 15th game and then they go to Buffalo and they win that 16th game, they run the table and go undefeated. I think people are still talking about Peyton Manning as being the best quarterback of all time. Look, there's no question that Tom Brady and his seven rings speak volumes to what his contributions to the Patriots and the Buccaneers have been. For my money, I got 90 seconds to go get 80 yards and score to win a game. Peyton Manning is my guy, first, second, third. There's no argument. There is no debate. Peyton Manning is the one guy to lead your team to a victory or score with 90 seconds left in a half, no matter what the score is. Peyton Manning was magical to me. Peyton Manning, there was no level of excellence that was great enough for Peyton Manning to call off the dogs and say, you know what, I'm good enough. There is no such thing as good enough for Peyton Manning. And that is his lasting impact in Indianapolis and among football fans who were privy to his level of unparalleled excellence at the quarterback position. So you can tell me all about how I'm wrong about Jacob Eason, but I'm telling you what I saw. And I'm telling you that Peyton Manning is the best I ever saw. So I'm not crazy. I might be batting 500 in your eyes, but I'm telling you what Jacob Eason is lacking, and that is a guy who is sure of what he's doing. He is not sure of what he's doing. Peyton Manning was sure of what he was doing, always, but not so much that he wouldn't go over film and figure out what he might have screwed up and what he could get better at. Jim Caldwell said it, right, in the piece by Mike Wells on ESPN.com. Say he's never seen anyone, coach or player, work harder than Peyton Manning. He's seen a lot of hardworking guys, but he's seen nobody who is the rival of Peyton Manning when it comes to hard work. You want to be great? There's a price for being great. Peyton Manning paid that price. And we, as football fans here in Indianapolis, from the time he was a rookie until his retirement, because we became... Uh, if not Denver fans, certainly we remained Peyton Manning fans. What we saw enhanced our appreciation of the position and of the game. And if you want a lasting testament to Peyton Manning, if Peyton Manning wants a lasting testament, it's the popularity of high school football and that elite-level athletes aren't first, foremost, and always playing basketball these days. They're also playing football. Peyton Manning did that in the state of Indiana. And that uh, Peyton Manning was also just a great dude, right? Not He spent the off-seasons here. He was a wonderful guy in the community. Still has a children's hospital here. We see him in ads all the time. He came to the, uh, the grand opening of the Emmis building downtown in 1999. We had Rod Stewart and Cool and the Gang play a concert uh, downtown. And uh, I, I was backstage with Jeff Smully and a couple other guys. And Kenny Dilger, who worked with us on WIBC, yells at me from kind of in the crowd. And he's like, hey, Ken, can you get us back? And it was he, Peyton, and Adam Meadows. I was like, yeah, I got you. These three guys, I'm pointing to security like I'm somebody. Hey, 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 these three guys, 
They can come back. So Peyton came back, Kenny came back, Adam came back, and we had a hell of a night. And Peyton, with a can of Miller Lite in his hand, kind of doing that Peyton dance. It was it, it, He was such a real guy. At the same time, he was the best at what he did for the Indianapolis Colts during the 13 seasons he played here. Uh, not a lot of first ballot, automatic, rubber stamp Hall of Famers, guys who Mike Chappell can say before that committee that votes on Hall of Fame candidacies, you know what, Peyton Manning, and then sit down and have that room vote unanimously to install Peyton Manning in the Hall of Fame, but that's exactly what happened. Unbelievable. He was phenomenal at what he did, and it was such a joy to watch him do it as often as we were able to. Um, Just fantastic. Uh, Pacers News, Goga Batadza is not with the team. And and so uh, Mike Weiner, the coach of the Summer League team, said he isn't talking about it. He's not doing it for personal reasons. Uh, there's been a family emergency within the Batadza clan, and so he's gone back to Georgia. And and that's the thing. The way the way Weiner kind of said it, it, it sounded like this might have been some kind of disciplinary thing or some kind of contract situation. It wasn't. It's truly a personal thing for Goga Batadza, a guy who seems destined never to play in the Summer League, no matter how much he wants to. Uh, Victor Oladipo has signed a one-year deal, $2 million, with the Miami Heat. He's likely not to play at all this season. It's kind of a, hey, we want to keep you around. We don't want you to be a free agent. How about you stick down here in Miami? We'll back your play. And if you do play well, we'll reward you with an extension or... We'll trade in. We'll get some equity back. It's worth the $2 million investment. How much money has Victor Oladipo left on the table because he did not sign an extension either with the Pacers or the Houston Rockets? Lots of money. Scott Agnes uh, says probably $75 million. I think he's about right. I think that's ballpark. So Victor Oladipo, you know what? Sometimes you bet on yourself. Sometimes you come out a winner, a winner. Sometimes yeah, you really don't. Victor Oladipo, in this case, has not. Although, Victor Oladipo, how much money does he need? Can he spend? If he signed a deal, if he signed a five-year, $207 million deal, like Trey Young, something like that, would, although they're completely different, and that was a kind of a, a rookie deal extension at the max, but if Victor Oladipo signed a deal for that kind of money, how, how is he ever going to spend that kind of jack? Could you spend $207 million in your life, even if a third of it is peeled off for taxes? There's no chance. I, what would you do with it? I, I don't think it's possible. They, they ought to make a movie like that. They did. It's called Brewster's Millions. All right, tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent. Bright and early. Cannot wait to talk to you then. We'll talk Colts. We'll talk Pacers. Maybe a little bit of Indiana Hoosiers as well. Like I said, I can't wait. I can't wait to spend time with you people.